What a precious truth that is for us Christians, the deep, deep love of God for us in Christ Jesus, his son, our savior. But I don't know if you're anything like me, that truth is one that's a lot easier to sing than it is sometimes to believe, especially in those moments where you're feeling the the weight, maybe even the ugliness of your own sin. You're thinking, I've blown it again. How could God love someone so messed up as me? Or maybe there's times of pronounced suffering in your life where you're acutely feeling the pain and the brokenness of this world. Life is not going the way that you wanted it to be. And you begin to wonder, if God loved me, he would be treating me differently. My life would look different than what it looks right now. And so our sin and our suffering can at times cause our hearts to doubt the deep, deep love of God for us. And to make matters worse, behind it all, we have an enemy who whispers lies of accusation in our ears. How could God love someone like you? If God loved you, he wouldn't treat you like that. But where our enemy whispers lies, our Savior speaks truth. He does not want us to question his deep, deep, overwhelming love for us, his people. So all throughout his word, he proclaims his faithful love and care for us. So please turn in your Bibles to John chapter 10. John chapter 10 verses 11 through 18. And in this passage in John 10, Jesus is wanting to convince his followers that he really does love them and he really does care deeply for them. So let's look together now at what Jesus says in John 10, 11 through 18. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand, since he is not the shepherd and doesn't own the sheep, he leaves them and runs away when he sees a wolf coming. The wolf then snatches and scatters them. And this happens because he is a hired hand and doesn't care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. But I have other sheep that are not from this sheep pen. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. Then there will be one flock, one shepherd. This is why the Father loves me, because I lay down my life so that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own. I have the right to lay it down, and I have the right to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. Let's pray. 
Father, we pray for grace to hear Christ's words of love and life to us tonight. Help us to be overwhelmed afresh at his mercy, grace, and love for us, his people. And we ask these things in his name. Amen. Amen. Well, in verses 11 and in verse 14, Jesus proclaims, I am the good shepherd. And in that culture, no one would have missed what Jesus was saying about himself. Everyone knew that a shepherd was absolutely vital for the health and well-being of the sheep. Because sheep are, after all, incredibly stupid and helpless animals. Left to themselves, sheep would not do well. They would die off very quickly. They need the constant love and care and attention of their shepherd. But notice that Jesus isn't just saying he's just any old shepherd. He says that he is the good shepherd. And that word good is important. It carries the idea of of beauty or excellence. Jesus is drawing attention to the fact that there is something particularly good, something particularly wonderful, something particularly beautiful about his shepherding. He is the kind of shepherd that sheep will flourish under. But what is it that makes Jesus such a good shepherd? Well, look again at verse 11. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And five times throughout this passage, Jesus speaks about laying down his life. Jesus is focusing our attention on the centrality of his death on the cross. It is Jesus' willingness to die for his people's sins that makes him uniquely qualified to be our good shepherd. What Jesus is revealing about himself is his deep love and concern for his people. Jesus makes it very clear that he is vastly different from the hired hand who has just been tasked with watching the sheep. The hired hand doesn't own the sheep, and he's really not that invested in their well-being. He's in it for the paycheck, not for the good of the sheep. And since he doesn't own the sheep, he doesn't really feel any deep sense of responsibility for them. And that's why, as Jesus says, when a wolf comes, what does the hired hand do? He turns his back on the sheep, and he runs away. He doesn't care about the sheep. He's in it for himself. He's not going to risk his life defending the sheep from a wolf. And so he abandons the sheep and he leaves them to be killed and scattered by the wolf. However, that's not how a shepherd acts. A shepherd cares deeply for the sheep. The sheep belong to him, and he knows them and loves them. So when a shepherd sees a wolf coming, he doesn't run and hide. Instead, he puts himself between the wolf and the sheep. He is willing to sacrifice himself for the good of the sheep. But Jesus is saying even more than that, isn't he? Jesus isn't just willing to risk it all for his sheep. Jesus is planning to actually die for his sheep. Look at the end of verse 15. Jesus says, I lay my life down for the sheep. And that word for is important. 
It has the sense of on behalf of or in the place of. And in the Gospel of John, it is connected with the idea of sacrifice. So what Jesus is saying is that what makes him the good shepherd is that he lays down his life in the place of or on behalf of his people. He becomes their substitute. He takes their place in the wolf's mouth so that his sheep can live. And Jesus here is teaching us something really important about his death on the cross. What Jesus is saying is that his death on the cross was for and in the place of his people. He wasn't just dying as our example to show us how to love. He was dying for us, his people. He was taking our place and sacrificing himself so that we could live. And our good shepherd needed to do this because, as Isaiah 53, 6 says, we all went astray like sheep. We all have turned to our own way. Like foolish sheep who do not know what is best for them, we have wandered far from God. We have rejected his rule over our lives, and we've lived for our own desires. But thankfully, that's not where the story ends Isaiah 53, 6 goes on to say, And the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of us all. Even though we justly deserve God's punishment for our rebellion against God, in remarkable grace and love, God chose to provide a substitute to take our punishment and die in our place and for our sin. And what Jesus is saying in John 10 is that he is that substitute. He is the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. But Jesus is saying even more than that too. He knows that he will have some sheep that will struggle believing that he really does love them and care about them. So listen to his words of grace to us in verses 14 and 15. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus does not have an impersonal relationship with any of his sheep. He knows each one intimately and personally, and his sheep know him. Earlier in verses 3 and 4 of chapter 10, Jesus had said, The sheep hear his voice, he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. And they follow him because they know his voice. Jesus' point is that he doesn't just know that he has sheep generally. Oh, I've got a bunch of sheep out there. No, Jesus is saying, I know each and every one of my sheep personally. And Jesus makes sure that each one of his sheep knows him as well. And Jesus even compares his relationship with his sheep to his relationship with his father. Just like he and his father have known and loved one another for all eternity, Jesus is saying that he and his people know and love one another as well. So here's the point. In laying down his life for his sheep, Jesus was not dying for a nameless, faceless flock. 
he laid down his life for each one of his precious named and known sheep. So what this means, dear Christian, is that you are not invisible to God. God is not indifferent towards you. God knows you and God loves you. 2,000 years ago, your good shepherd laid down his life for you, for you. Look at verse 16 and listen to how your good shepherd talks about you. Jesus says, but I have other sheep that are not from this sheep pen. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. Then there will be one flock, one shepherd. Jesus knew and loved you before you were even born. Jesus is not saying here, I hope to go get some other sheep and and maybe they'll listen to my voice. No, what, what does your good shepherd say? He says, I have other sheep. I must bring them. They will listen to my voice. The reason you are a Christian today is because you are a sheep Christ died for. And when the gospel was shared with you, you heard the voice of your shepherd and you followed him. So as the gospel is proclaimed throughout the world, our good shepherd is bringing each and every one of his precious blood-bought sheep home to be with him. In powerful, sovereign love, he is gathering his sheep from all the nations of the earth and bringing them together as one flock under one good shepherd. And all of this is possible because Jesus, the good shepherd, laid down his life for his sheep. And in verse 18, Jesus wants to make sure that his sheep know that he laid his life down willingly. Jesus was not forced or coerced into laying his life down. This is something he freely chose to do out of his deep, deep love for us, his people. Listen to how Jesus assures us of his freedom in loving us. Verse 18, Jesus says, No one takes my life from me. No one. I lay it down on my own. I have the right to lay it down, and I have the right to take it up again. I have received this command from my Father. Jesus is wanting his followers to know that this is something he chose to do. He willingly, freely laid his life down for his sheep. And isn't Jesus gracious to share this with us? If we thought that Jesus was forced against his will to die for us, we would always wonder deep down, does he actually love me? Or was this just something he was forced into? We would doubt his commitment and care for us. After all, forced love isn't love at all. For love to be love, it must be free. And so anticipating our struggles to believe his love for us, Jesus proclaims complete freedom in laying down his life for us. He says, no one takes my life from me, but I lay it down on my own. Jesus is wanting his followers to know that even when it looked like he was being forced to do things against his will, 
That is not what was happening. And even when he looked his weakest and seemed most helpless, he was in absolute control of what was taking place. At any point along the way, he could have called thousands of angels to his aid. He could even have destroyed his attackers with a word, and yet he didn't. He didn't because he is the good shepherd who was willing to lay down his life for his sheep. So by stressing his complete control and freedom to lay down his life, Jesus is assuring us of his deep, deep love and care for us. It was his love, not Roman nails, that held Jesus to the cross that day. However, Jesus doesn't want us to think that only he loves us and and not the Father. Jesus wants us to know that the Father and the Son are united in their love for us. Look at verse 17 and the end of verse 18 again. This is why the Father loves me, Jesus says, because I lay down my life so that I may take it up again. In the end of verse 18, I have received this command from my Father. What Jesus is saying is that what the Father loves about him delights in about him is his willingness to lay down his life for his people. So here we see not only Christ's love for us, but the Father's as well. The Father loved his Son for laying down his life for us. In fact, Jesus is laying down his life and taking it back up again, but we'll talk about that on Sunday. That's exactly what his Father has commanded him to do. And that is exactly what what Jesus was eager and willing to do. So what Jesus is showing us is how both the Father and the Son are united in their deep and overflowing love for each other and for us. So dear Christian, dear, dear Christian, when Satan tempts you to despair and tells you of the guilt within, look again at the cross of Jesus Christ. See the Father's love in the giving of his Son for you. And see Jesus, see Jesus, your good shepherd, freely, willingly, laying down his life for you so that you, his precious, named, and known sheep, may have everlasting life. Let's pray.